my name is Shade Cutler, and here's my story. On December 23rd, 2017, I was laying down asleep, happy as can be about my pregnancy. And I remember feeling something wet, and I just thought that I had peed myself. After all, many of the pregnant women that I talked to said that they had incidents like that before. So I got up and I went to the bathroom and immediately water was just gushing everywhere and I knew something was wrong. I went to the emergency room and when I got there, they were in tests. And that's just when my whole life literally flashed before my eyes. The doctors diagnosed me with a condition called pre-prom. And what that is, is premature rupture of membranes. So typically, it happens when your water breaks and a mother is about to go into labor and have her baby. Unfortunately, for that to happen to me at that time, it was way too early. I was only 22 weeks and approximately four days. The hospital staff had also informed me that they don't intervene with babies that young, they don't actually intervene until 23 weeks, and in some places, they don't intervene until 24 weeks. So at that moment, right then and there, I knew that if I was to have my baby, even if he did come out breathing, they were not going to intervene medically to try to save his life. So we waited and waited and I didn't go into labor. And at that point, the doctor came in and said, you are gonna be here for a while or at least until you deliver. And that's when I went to the room and I just prayed that my son would make it. You see, this was not just any pregnancy. It was the furthest I had gotten in every pregnancy I had after seven miscarriages. So, so much was riding on this for me. I just knew that I was going to have my miracle baby, but this hiccup just totally changed what I thought and what I felt. And that harsh reality came back again that this indeed could be really like my ninth miscarriage because my son was a twin and I had miscarried his twin earlier on in the pregnancy. You can only imagine the emotions that I was feeling. But I still had some hope because he was still hanging in there. So 
So at that point, I was placed on hospital bed rest, and I remained in that hospital for almost three months. Week after week after week, I was going to get ultrasounds. And, you know, mothers that typically go to get an ultrasound, they're able to see their babies like bouncing around, swimming and doing everything because they have the water to be able to see. However, my son didn't have any water. So my ultrasound visits were like nightmares. I would see him like squished up and trying to make out his body parts, asking the ultrasound tech to tell me where his head was and where his eyes were and just make out anything to me that I could possibly think I could see. And they assured me that he was okay and that, you know, babies are just so resilient. But I just felt so guilty and just so sad that he was not having a normal experience. He wasn't even here yet. But I still was grateful that he was alive. The doctors had also told me that he was in a footling breach position. So that just complicated the bed rest even more because I could not get up or get around freely because I was at high risk of a cord prolapse. So literally, at any given moment, the journey could change, even with the hope that I had that he would be okay. I was at risk for infection, sepsis, at risk for him coming extremely early and having um, neurological issues, uh, bone structural issues. It just, the list just went on and on and on. So we get to the 32 weeks and six days and I started having contractions. And I went into preterm labor. They had to do an emergency C-section. And that was when a whole new set of problems came out. At that moment, when they opened me up to take my son out, they discovered that I had another condition called placenta accreta. And I had a more severe form because the placenta was enmeshed into my uterine walls and I was hemorrhaging. I ended up losing almost half my blood. I believe it was about 1.8 liters. And I lost a portion of my uterus and I underwent a three to four hour surgery to literally save my life. I remember my doctor, she was awesome. She just said, 
basically we have a problem, a really big problem. And all these doctors was just like running in. And she said, I just need your permission to save your life. And that means anything that I need to or have to do to save your life. And I remember the other doctors were like over top of me talking, anesthesiologists and just like a few more of us like, oh, my God, does she know she can die? Blah, blah, blah. Like everybody's just talking about death at this moment. And I'm bargaining for with God. I'm bargaining now at this point. I'm just like, God, please, if you can just help me just like at least keep me alive so at least I can really just get a chance to meet my son. I would just give anything to meet him. So after blood transfusions, a really rough recovery, I still wasn't feeling well. And I ended up having pulmonary embolisms, which are blood clots in my lungs. It was just one life-threatening complication after another and I did not know how I was going to just fare like I didn't know how I was going to do I felt so ill and so sick my son was in an EQ and I was trying to recover and then in the midst of that I found out that my job was letting me go. That news on top of everything that was going on was like the icing on the cake. I immediately went into a deep, dark depression. I could not believe that all these things were happening. I could not get it together. I'm like, this was supposed to be the happiest time of my life. This was supposed to be a good story. This was supposed to be, this was supposed to be pure bliss for me. A woman that had infertility and battled with recurrent miscarriages, seven throughout her life, ends up having her rainbow baby. And... The fact that it wasn't going smoothly was just too much. When my job decided to let me go, I reached out to them. I was just so sick. I was still recovering. I'm like, you all are making a mistake. Why would you all let me go? I'm I'm a woman. I just had a baby. It's not my fault that I had these complications. It's not my fault that this happened to me. How am I going to provide for my son? It's not even enough time to recover and get a job. How am I going to pay my medical bills? How am I going to pay his medical bills with him having this NICU journey that I don't even know how long it's going to last? I wanted to give up, but I knew that I had to keep going for the sake of my son, at least. And I decided to lean on God because everything around me was out of my control. I went to therapy. I prayed. 
I prayed. And that's when things started to get better for me. Going to therapy, redirecting my focus into things that I could control, spending more time with God were the keys of tapping into my strength. And I had hope. And then I just knew that it's not going to always be like this. And it took a while. It took a long time to recover. It was over a year, probably a little bit over a year and a half before I started to feel well. But through the grace of God, I felt better and I started to feel normal again. At one point in time, I could not share my story without breaking down. Now, what I have learned about myself from sharing my story is that I am resilient. I am a warrior and I can conquer anything with God on my side. I am a licensed clinical social worker slash mental health therapist and my biggest dream is to empower people through my empowering impact that is the therapy space that I have created to be able to give back to people like me and allow people to share their story and get the therapy and support that they need. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.